listening to the Home Run on Wheels podcast, where we chronicle the baseball trip of a lifetime while bringing awareness to the needs of children across the country through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. We're down here in Florida for spring training, and I got to say, moving out of your house and into an RV is quite a daunting task. It is, and just moving out of a house is daunting. Then the fact that we're moving into an RV, while that RV has issues that we have to have fixed, and you're trying to figure yeah, out we'll what talk fits about that where, too, yeah. right? Yeah, That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, organizing the RV. Once you, cause so we sold some stuff, we donated some stuff, we put some stuff in storage. Uh, then we realized we still had too much stuff that <laughs> was going to go oh in the Lord. RV. <laughs> it, it's amazing how much stuff piles up. I know everybody feels this way in their move, but it's just like iterations and iterations to get things done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had to spend, uh, well, heck after moving out of our house and you know, spending a week, more than a week with our next door neighbor who has, who was like a saint and, and, uh, absolutely. Although Mary I think Alice she, has been fabulous. I, I think she appreciated the company though. Yes, I think so. <laughs> well, we like to think so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, and like like you said, though, it doesn't help either when things don't go according to plan. But we know that things don't go according to plan. And that's a lesson. You know, we're talking about children and everything else. It's a lesson that children and adults can learn is how you react when things don't happen the way they're supposed to happen. And, you know, you need to have a backup plan for when things don't happen the way you want them to. Um, but, you know, it's important to react in a, in a way that, hey, things don't go always as planned. So, you know, you have to kind of roll with the punches sometimes. That's just the way life is. Yeah, stuff happens. Right. You know, it's like uh, that uh, scene in, in, in Creed when uh, Rocky's pointing in the uh, the mirror and he's looking at Creed and he's like, you see that there? That's the most difficult opponent you're going to have. That's true in the ring, and that's true in life. Wow, I thought Rocky was <laughs> in the room with us. <laughs> but So when we actually took the RV out for its, its maiden voyage uh, last month, uh, there were inevitably things that did not go right. Uh, we didn't have hot water. A couple of lights weren't, weren't turn, uh, would not turn on over the dinette. Uh, the slide-out topper actually broke. The first time we we put out uh, the main slide out, and uh, so that was not fun. Getting those things fixed, another pain because there's a paper trail that has to take place with warrantied items, and it was so, so, so just extremely frustrating. But something that we found out is that stuff like this is not out of the norm with brand new RVs. It's kind of like being the first people to live in a newly constructed home, something will always go wrong. Right, exactly. You just have to know that that's going to happen, plan accordingly, um, and and frankly, just deal with it, right? I mean, it is what it is. Our neighbors down at the Jupiter RV Resort had this beautiful $500,000 RV that was a 2018 model, just like ours. And a top-of-the-line. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. this thing was yeah, top-of-the-line RV, and even they had to deal with a busted water heater the first time they took it out. 
Right. Yeah. So again, these are the kinds of things we're we're learning about. Um, definitely, you do see that it, folks have those problems. We heard about some of it ahead of time. We weren't completely blindsided, but yeah, it, people warned us. It's like you know, hey, do, when you take it out for the first time, you're going to notice this and this and this. And, right. Right. So. I, at least we were kind of prepared for it. It still right. doesn't help. Uh, well, it doesn't help when you're actually trying to downsize at the same time right. and and do your normal job and everything else. And plan else. this trip. Right. So, but it, but anyway, it, it's still, it's all part of the adventure. Uh, it's all part of the story. It's all things that we can share our knowledge of. And, you know, the project manager in me is going, okay, lesson learned. What can I do differently next time? <laughs> But anyway, so this was shared on social media uh, at Ron underscore Clements. And uh, but we did not have the Facebook page set up um, when we took our maiden voyage. But the first meal we cooked actually in the RV was some uh, some salmon fillets as well as some asparagus that you baked in the oven. Right. And then uh, we made some uh, squash as well, I believe. Right. Yeah. So. I think it's going to be important for us to make sure that we are able to make good, healthy meals while we're on the road. That's some of what I'll be talking about as we go along. You know, one of the things I want to do is get fit again and be able to stay fit on the road and kind of share my experiences with that as well. I have my barbell in the is in the storage in the RV ready for me to start pumping some iron And you're again. taking your dumbbell with you too. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. <laughs> I'm not lifting you though until I've had some more practice with the barbell. Oh, okay. <laughs> As for the baseball though, I mean, that, that's been fun. We mentioned it during episode two with Mark Lancaster, but that seven-line army of Mets fans is a crazy group, and I mean that in a good way. Oh, yeah. They, they were crazy fun. I actually had something on the Instagram. That'll be on our Facebook and Instagram as well, where um, I was just kind of taking a film of of the outfield, and they were all out in, um, what's that stadium? First Data Field in Port St. Lucie. Yeah, so we were at First Data Field in Port St. Lucie. They've got a grassy area that folks can... They've got their beach towels out there. They're all hanging out. Yeah, it's like out. A, a, a lawn hill beyond right field. Right. And, and so, then like a, a concessions above that. Or, right. And, and, and even like a, a causeway for people to just kind of walk and, and, and hang out and whatever. Right. So the Seven Line Army was basically taking over out oh, yeah. there. Yeah. So I was doing like a little film and this guy who I hadn't even talked to yet just kind of like popped up in the film, did a little Kilroy was here kind of almost into, into my picture. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, we and we met and talked to several people. It was a lot of fun. So and I'm, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to as we go along as well is meeting new people. And I'm quite sure we will meet quite a few as we go along our journey and, and get some good stories out of it, that yeah. as well. And even though it was spring training, it's a passionate group of fans. Oh, yes. Uh, there was one dude who's like, there was an error in the outfield, and this guy's like, "Come on, Mets, you're killing me!" And I'm just like, first of all, th- th- this was the second spring training game of the year right. when we saw." That. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, he's he just was... like losing his mind, and he's like, "Calm down, buddy. It's not the World Series, right? But, Who knows if this person's even gonna make the team?" I know, you know? right? So, <laughs> yeah, it was a right fielder who, like, you probably don't even know his name, um, right? Because I and I can't recall his name either, uh, 
But I do remember you pointing out that he had very broad shoulders, however. Yes, I do believe he had very broad shoulders. <laughs> I'm not sure what else to say about that. We actually got oh, stopped. Oh, yeah, he had a long name he on the back of his uniform. Name, yeah. And I was like, oh, good thing he has broad shoulders because right? it can fit that long name on the on the jersey. Um, yeah, if you know that guy's name, uh, f- please feel free to hit us up. Uh, I you can probably have a picture of it. Email me, ronaldclements at gmail.com. Put something on her Facebook page, Home Run on Wheels. Or hit me up on Twitter, at Ron underscore Clements. Uh, we actually got stopped by a pair of Mets fans at Frat First Adafield who were in this heated debate over whether or not Carmelo Anthony is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and they wanted our opinions. That yeah, was it, pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny, actually, that they asked me first. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? Because I'm not a basketball follower. So Yeah, do you know where Carmelo Anthony went to college? I think you guys talked about it, but I can't recall. See, he won a national championship at Syracuse. Okay. And then he was on uh, uh, some gold medal winning Olympic teams. And he's never won an NBA championship, though, with his time with the Knicks. And uh, now he's with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But uh, for the record, I actually think Carmelo Anthony is a Hall of Famer because of those gold medals and because of his college national championship at Syracuse because it's the Basketball Hall of Fame, not the NBA Hall of Fame. Right, and you made that point with those guys, and I think that's true. The other guy was emphasizing, though, it's not a first round, and that was was really their debate. It wasn't necessarily whether he would get into the Hall of Fame. It was whether he was was a first first round or first ballot. Yeah, and I do not think he's a first ballot guy, but I think he will get in. We will see. Yeah, whenever he retires, and then you got to wait. and It'll depend on, like, who else is in his Hall of Fame class, too, like, you know, if if he and LeBron James retire, if he and LeBron James retire at the same time, then obviously, if it comes down to those two dudes, James is going to get in over him. But, um, but anyway, back to the baseball. We're still in the middle of spring training, and it's been fun. Uh, how excited are you though to actually get to opening day when we officially begin our trip at Marlins Park? Well, that's that's going to be awesome, and, and the fact that it's Miami. And the only time I've ever been in Miami is to be in the airport to go from one place to another. And by the way, sorry, Miami airport, but the Cuban sandwich, blech. I love a good Cuban sandwich. I want to find out. So somebody shout out to us and tell me where the best place to find a Cuban sandwich is in Miami. Because Because it's not the airport. It's (laughs) definitely not the airport. Were we on on our way to or on our way back from Puerto Rico? I think it was on the way back, wasn't it? I don't recall. We I've been in, in the airport multiple times. We were but. living in St. Louis at the time, and we went to Puerto Rico, like, was it three years ago, I think? And, yeah, I want to say it was on the way there. We had a bit of a layover, and it was like lunchtime. We were like, oh, hey, Cuban sandwiches over here. And, yeah, <laughs> was no bueno. <laughs> no, not good at all. Nope. So, all right, well, hey, coming up here uh, on the Home Run on Wheels podcast, we're going to check in with a couple of new St. Louis Cardinals players in Episode 5. Marcelo Zuna and Luke Gregerson. That'll be on the next episode. And uh, other than that, I mean, now that we're kind of hitting the road, and it, it, is it sinking in that this is real? Not quite yet. <laughs> Not quite yet. But it, it will soon, I am quite sure. Um, you know, really, as soon as I think we start hitting that first regular season game, 
like you said, mm-hmm. opening day, and then we start on the real journey because we're going to be in Florida for a while, right? So right. it's kind of like we're staying put for a little while, which is nice as well to start off because I'd like to be able to relax from all of this getting things started. But then opening day and then heading up to Tampa and then to Atlanta, that's when it's really, I think, going to hit that it's that it's real. And when we go to Nationals Park, I believe it's April 8th, we get to take Holmes to the game because it's Bark in the Park. That's right. I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure how he's going to react. He's not a crazy guy about crowds, yeah, but and I don't. He's never been to a baseball game either. So no. So one but thing I, we do not have to worry about Holmes though is trying to run after a ball because that's just <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Has that ever happened? That'd be interesting. Not with our dog, but if somebody else's dog did, it'd be interesting. <laughs> I'm not talking about like on the field. I I mean like a foul ball, a that, foul might, ball a, gotcha. that, that might like come into the area or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Holmes doesn't fetch. Holmes says, you threw that ball, you go get it, dummy. I don't know why you think I'm going to go get it. Right. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, again, guys, I hope you subscribe and download and share because we are going to have fun and we want you to kind of be able to quote unquote live vicariously through us a, a, a little bit as we take this trip. But remember, though, we're doing this to bring awareness to the needs of children. There are a lot of kids out there who need families um, who are in a bad situations and they need a safe environment to grow up. So um, if you are considering adoption um there are plenty of organizations in your area that you can reach out to um and if you're in north carolina uh hit up children's hope alliance children's hope alliance.org to uh find out how you can help a child yes and not just adoption right foster care uh, helping kids transition out of foster care they do a lot to help children and families stay together as well. And a lot of these different organizations will have different focuses. Um, but we want to make sure to bring that awareness and to help where we can. There also are opportunities to donate, even if you can't actually foster or help directly yourself. There are opportunities to donate to those organizations that we will be sharing for sure. Any child should be able to at least go to a foster home and experience the family. After a traumatic past, Briar was fostered and adopted through Children's Hope Alliance. I felt like God chose this place, and I feel like when He opened the door for them being my foster parents, He also opened the door for them being my mom and dad. There are kids right now in your community waiting for someone like you to open their hearts and home. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. You see everybody else have a family. I remember just like, you know, like saying, what's wrong with me, you know? Josh spent 16 years in DSS custody after unthinkable abuse and neglect. He came to Children's Hope Alliance last year to join our independent living program to help him transition into adulthood. I'm thankful being an independent living of the Children's Hope Alliance because I don't know where else I would be. Independent living is just one of nearly 30 programs at Children's Hope Alliance. Visit childrenshopealliance.org slash advocate to learn how to help kids like Josh. So once again, thanks for listening to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. And remember, episode five, new St. Louis Cardinals players, Marcelo Zuna and Luke Gregerson will talk about how they fit in with their new club.
So until then, take care and remember to swing for the fences. Thank you.